to Non-Technical, where I, your host, Alexis Gay, interview influential folks from tech, media, business, and beyond about everything except their resumes. Today on the show, very exciting pod. I'm so thrilled to say that we have Naj Austin, the founder and CEO of Somewhere Good. Though she's done a lot of other super impressive, really interesting things prior to that, which admittedly, I'm not going to ask her that much about. Naj, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I'm excited to have you. Are you ready to dive in? Let's do it. Let's do it. This episode of Non-Technical is brought to you by Bets Recruiting. That's right, Bets is back on the pod, baby. Don't get me wrong, I love a warm intro as much as the next person, but what I don't love is combing through LinkedIn for four hours and then texting someone I haven't talked to since 2011 to ask for an intro to some random at the company I wanna work for who they may or may not know. So if you're a high-performing professional looking for your next opportunity, but tired of sending resumes out into the void or waiting on your friend to finally submit that referral, it's time to become a Best Connect community member. Thousands of tech startups are on their way to becoming the next unicorn, and they're looking for talented sales, marketing, and customer success professionals. Apply to join Bet's exclusive network, and if you're accepted, those tech startups will reach out to you. Apply now for your exclusive lifetime membership at bestrecruiting.com slash non-technical. Naj Austin, she, her, is the founder and CEO of Somewhere Good, an audio platform for community conversations. She previously founded Ethel's Club, a wellness space for people of color, and has spent her career in the real estate and tech industry building digital and physical products, making the world a more intentional space. Through her work, she helps people feel more deeply connected to themselves and one another by centering conversation, identity, and community. She was named one of Inc.'s 100 Female Founders Transforming America, a woman making NYC better by Time Out New York, and has been featured in the New York Times, Harper's Bazaar, HuffPost, CNBC, TechCrunch, Bustle, Marie Claire, and Forbes, among others. Naj Austin, welcome to the pod. Woo! Woo! Super hyped to be here. (laughs) Yes, okay. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that we are sitting down to have this conversation. I think we have several people in common, but if I remember correctly, the official email intro, was it Alexia? It wasn't actually. And now I'm like, who who was it? Alexia, is is she an investor in Somewhere Good or you just know her through? She was one of our very early investors, actually. Ah, she's the best and a friend of the pod. She too has been an illustrious guest of (laughs) non-technical. Love that. (laughs) Who introduced us? Snigda? <gasps> You're 100% yeah. right. Also a friend okay. of the pod. Wow. Yes. I totally assumed that it was Alexia, but it was Snigda. Wow. We've yes. just had so many incredible guests. I can't keep track. So it's a good problem to have. It really is. I love when I have lots of overlap with guests because it, it feels like we probably have crossed paths in some way. For sure. But just like never said hello. <laughs> never actually done it, but like we were yes. probably in the same rooms exactly. when we were in rooms together. Yes. When rooms were a thing that people were yes. in. <laughs> when rooms meant four walls and a door and not yes. like a little panel on your phone. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Well, I'm really glad to have you here. I want to start by asking you, how did you spend your last day off? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Hardballing at the very beginning. We ask the tough questions here at Non-Technical. You know, we're famous for it. I don't know why questions (laughs) like this. The last day I had off, I spent it in Greenport, New York in the North Okay. Have you been? I have not been to Greenport. No. Tell me about it. It's tiny. It's cute. I went solely because I have a friend named Will Horowitz, who is a chef who had restaurants in the East Village, closed them amidst COVID sort of Mm -hmm. stuff. 
and started a restaurant group in Greenport. And so I solely went there to eat at his restaurant. That's amazing. And it was a nice reprieve from Brooklyn. Everyone was so nice. You know, there were like no, <laughs> no stoplights. I was like, where am I? That's amazing. There's wineries there, a lot of seafood, That sounds a lot amazing. of olive oil companies. It was amazing. <gasps> I, I spent like two days there. That's gorgeous. I love olive oil. Also, having a friend who's a chef, great choice. Not bad. I made him sort of walk me around. Everyone's like, oh, you know Will. Mm. Come on in. Have a glass on me. It was was great. Wow. Okay. That's really living the life. You're starring in a Netflix original series about your own life at that point. Exactly. I'm like, how do I do this all the time? Should I move here? I have thoughts. Exactly. It's literally like it's Naj in Greenport instead of Emily in Paris. Someone wants to fund it. Netflix, you know where to find me. I'm all over the internet. Cool. And I did come up with the concept, so I will be the executive producer. That's totally fine. Wow. We We have already figured out so much. Yes. I'm like, already we have a business venture? Of course. Shocking. Right? Exactly. That always happens in conversations too, especially when I sit down with someone that I haven't talked to before. I find that by the end of like a 45 minute chat, we've got like three business ideas. We want to do two different dinner parties with different sets of people, like six different connections are about to get made on email. And it's like, oh my God. I'm like, we're moving to the same new city together at the same time frame. (laughs) Yeah, I totally get it. Exactly. Cool. I love that. Well, so what was your favorite part about Greenport? Was there one highlight that really stood out? Being near water. I started Mm. to realize that... I don't know if it's me aging, if it's just being trapped in my apartment, but I was yeah. like, wait, water, have we heard about this? Do people live yeah. near these these large bodies of of liquid? It's, it's, it makes yes. me feel good. The water, yeah. the, the air smells nice. And so I just sat on a bench like, you know, an old lady and stared yeah. at the water and just was smiling at everyone like, do you see this? <laughs> have you seen this sound? It's amazing. Um, that was probably one of my favorite parts of the trip. That's great. You said something that sounds so familiar to me, which is, am I getting older or have I just been in my apartment for a long time? Yes. Uh, I saw on Twitter that you and I are almost the exact same age. So yes, I ask myself that question daily, weekly. <laughs> we definitely aged a bit over the last two and a half, three years. For sure. Like mentally, it accelerated the aging process. Mentally, I'm 47, which is fine. It's a great age. (laughs) Mentally, I'm ready for grandkids, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have the lifestyle of a grandmother, so I am ready for grandkids. Where are the small children that come and visit, but don't stay too long? That's right. Ironically, I'm less prepared for real kids, but I'm very prepared for grandkids. I'm ready. Very ready. In Greenport, where we're moving together. Exactly. Exactly. That's great. Okay. So has there ever been like a catchphrase or other words or phrases that you or other people really identify with you? One that I don't love to name is booked and busy in a bad way. <laughs> I'm like, how do I release myself from this framework that people are like, I bet you're so booked. And I'm like, but what about if I'm not? Like I, I'm busy, yes. but but how do I, how do I just choose one? Yeah. That's one I would like to, for the rest of 2022, not have be so close to who I am. Yeah. I want to be like relaxed and hanging out or something okay. like that. So yes. Closer to that one. So is booked and busy something that you say, or is it something that people say to you or do you just kind of say it to yourself? Oh, I definitely don't say it to myself. I maybe think it, but I don't say it. I don't want to own okay. it, but people often mm. will reach out to me saying, I know you're booked and busy, but <gasps> you know, are you free to do this X, Y, Z? And I'm like, no, no, no. Oh. I don't want to be known as that. Please don't know me as that. I want to be known as like the the chill founder who's like staring at a body of water. (laughs) Why is that not my thing? I didn't even know that was an an option. Is that a genre of founder? I don't know. I I don't know. (laughs) Maybe now. Do you feel like you recognize with that? Let's start a group where we are the founders who hang out in your bodies of water. I mean, that really sounds lovely. Yeah. I would do that. 
For sure. Booked and busy, that resonates a lot. I'm thinking, do I want to be known as booked and busy or do I want to be known as hanging out and relaxed? And I guess I've just never had the choice. It has always yeah. been booked and busy. Yeah. I'm a type A Aries. So, you know. <laughs> Aries. Oh yeah. Your birthday was recently, wasn't it? It was. Yes. A couple, couple weeks ago. The end of March, March 28th. Lovely. I saw on yeah. Twitter that you have a birthday tradition. I do. <laughs> Which is a very type A Aries event. <laughs> I stress myself out by okay. cooking like a five course meal the day before my birthday. Wow. I was so yeah. impressed by the photos. It looked amazing. It was incredible. I, I got to admit at 31, yeah. I've learned something. So it'd be not so great if it was bad. How did you start that tradition? It was born out of my wanting to actually just spend time with myself for my birthday. My birthdays are so wrapped in, okay, I'm going to have a party. I'm going to invite people. It's got to be a real banger. We got to yep, have a dance, yep, be a whole course. thing. Yes. And do I really want to do that? No, I really <laughs> want to just sit and hem and haw in my house and do a creative practice, which for me is cooking. Okay. It just sort of happened organically where I thought mm. I'm going to do this for myself. And the next year I was like, I want to one up what I did last year. And we're about seven or eight years in the running wow. where each time I'm like, making it more difficult for myself. But the food has gotten better. So there's that. Yes, that's great. Is the meal just for you or do you invite other people to attend? The meal is mainly for me in the fact that typically when I cook, I am cooking, thinking about others. And yeah. so others' dietary restrictions, their spice levels, mm. moving from a more caring position. On March 27th, that night, it is purely everything that I care about. My favorite foods. I don't care if you don't like Brussels sprouts. It's on the menu. <laughs> So more moving from that place. I love to share in food with other people, but yeah. in how I cook it, it is me up to my antics. Wow. That's great. That is such a good self-gift. Yeah. And then you have food for the whole week. I was <laughs> so just going to say. <laughs> Meal planning. Truly the gift that keeps on giving. Yes. For a full six days. By the sixth day, I was like, I do not want this anymore. Someone yeah, I'm this. sure. <laughs> yes. See, that's why we need the grandkids. Yes, <laughs> we do. My, my <laughs> imaginary grandkids that come exactly. eat the food and leave. That's yes. big grandma vibes for sure. <laughs> Speaking of family, is there anything that your family did growing up that you thought was normal, but then as you got older, realized wasn't something other families did? I am a child of five. Oh, really? What number are you in the five? I'm in the middle, which goes back to the type A Aries thing, trying to coordinate, make everyone mm -hmm. happy. Two different sets of friend groups. <laughs> wow. Right in the middle of five is fascinating. Right in the middle of five. Mm. So growing up, my family is Muslim, mm -hmm. but my mother loved Christmas. Complicated. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like every Christmas movie, we would decorate the house. The weird thing was we weren't allowed to talk about it to my grandmother or other people oh, in the family. Oh my God. So we had secret, secret Christmas, Christmas happening in the house where there was like a tree, a wreath, like garland, you know, yeah. all the things, but we weren't able to communicate that to anyone in our family. Oh my God. Because, you know, we weren't allowed. So sure. I would consider that weird. And then I remember some point in high school, it dawned on me that I was like, mm -hmm. I have never publicly talked about the fact that I actively, elaborately celebrate yes. Christmas with my family. I mean, we do the whole like wake up early, 6 a.m., open the present. Oh or, like it's God, a whole, full but thing. like, I can't talk about it. Now as an adult, we all talk about it, but sure. growing up, that was kind of weird. And then we'd see my grandma and she's like, mm -hmm. how are you? And we're like, good question mark. <laughs> like what, like, what do you know? What, exactly. Like, what kind of questions do you have? And you know, we'd have a new thing. And she's like, oh, where'd you get that? We're like, oh, you know, 
Oh my God. I have a feeling she put it together and was like, this is strange, potentially. Mm. But also my grandmother had 24 grandchildren. So oh my God. Oh my God. Lots of children visiting. She probably got us mixed up. And so she probably never realized. Okay. So yeah. that's a time where getting lost in the chaos works to your advantage, actually. Yes, exactly. As we secretly celebrate at Santa. Exactly. Okay. I have a couple questions. Where did your mom's love and appreciation of Christmas come from? I don't know. I think it was like born out of the Christmas traditions, the movies, the wanting to cook. And then you start with a wreath and then you fall into a tree and now you want different ornaments every year. And now you need this and that. And it just kind of... It escalates. It was an addiction that kept building. Yes. It it snowballs, if you will. For sure. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Was there ever a time where you came close to being found out by someone in your family? Like I'm I'm wondering if you ever had to like take down all the decorations. My aunt's coming over. I don't have a memory mainly because if it did happen, I probably blacked it out. But we would gather as a large family. We would always mm. go to my grandmother's house. And so okay. there was never fear of yeah. people coming over. And then I, and as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, there were definitely like aunts who knew. Okay. Potentially a cousin or two. Sure. But I think generally <laughs> the vibe was like, secret, secret, but he, he, you'll get a present. In which case, of course, the children fall in line, you know? If someone wants me to keep a secret, getting me a present is an amazing way towards making sure that happens. That's so funny. I picture you all going to your grandma's house, making sure you don't have like stray tinsel, like stuck on your sweater. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, that's great. Do you still celebrate Christmas yourself? I do. And I have fully taken on, I guess we've all fully taken on the overabundance of celebrating Mm. it. My brother's house is like, he's got five different train sets and like a reindeer station. Granted, he is a very small child. And so I think you can lean into it a bit more. I do. But his house is like Pinterest meets a target aisle, like, (laughs) but done beautifully. Yes. Mine is not necessarily to that scale, but I do love just gathering people around food and any Mm. excuse to do that. I'm all in, you know, I'm wonderful excuse for that. What, what are other traditions out there? that I can take on to cook and and bring people to my house. That's so lovely. Wow. That's that's really the true meaning of Christmas. (laughs) Not all the gifts and the the overdone tree in the reindeer family area. Right. And the The gathering of the reindeer. Yes. (laughs) Tell me this. Is there a fad that you look back on participating in that at the time you were super stoked on, but now makes you a little either like a cringy or just what was I doing or anything like that? I'm like, is that just every year a reflection of like, (laughs) yikes, why did I I care so much about that? Yes. It's gotten better. I look back, like, for example, with my birthday being recent, I reflected on the past year and I didn't mm-hmm. cringe as much when I thought about it. So that felt oh, that's good. great. Okay. But that's great. Usually I'm cringing. I'm like, what was I doing? Why did I like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I went through a big like EDM phase. Uh, oh, tell me more. I don't want to. First of all, sending you love and appreciation for how hard that was to say. I watched yeah. it happen, <laughs> but you made it. <laughs> You're on, on the other, other side, side now. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so talk me through this. Did you go to EDM festivals? Oh, Did you listen? Yeah. With- okay. I was. Baby. Did you go to Izu? Oh, yep. I do everything <laughs> yeah. full tilt. I don't do anything half-ass. And so I was like... Oh, yes. I remember going to, I believe it was Izu or a mm-hmm. different festival. And mm-hmm. I had braids, okay. about 100. And my way of decorating myself for the yes. event or the festival. Yeah. Which you have to do obviously. at an EDM festival. Above and beyond sort of mm-hmm. outfits. Right. Was to take glow-in-the-dark rubber bands of I different colors. This. I already love this so much. And apply <laughs> as many as I could to each yes. single braid. Oh, my God. <laughs> and by braid, like, 30, I was having yeah. a lot of 
questions about my plan. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm like, yeah. my arms hurt. I don't know if I've ever <laughs> seriously. What's the point of this? But I committed. <laughs> I committed, and you did it? I did not have my arms up at the festival at all because oh they were so sore God. from the whole applying the rubber bands to the braid thing. Did they glow? They glowed. Oh my God. They looked cool in the day. And then as you know, it starts to turn to night. My hair was like moving. Oh, as that's epic. That's epic. It was great. But you know, would never do that again. Cringe sure. when I think about it. We live and we learn, you know? We do. Yeah. But I was, I was big into that scene. By the way, for listeners who are not EDM aficionados, clearly like Naj and myself, Izu is Electric Zoo, which is a multi-day EDM festival that usually takes place in upstate New York. Yep. I just want people to get the whole visual. Yeah. I'm like, so you could fully immerse yourself where I was with my, also taking the rubber bands out of the braids. Oh my God. How long did it take? My friend said to help me. I was like, (gasps) near like tears at some point. Cause I'm like, oh, my arms hurt. There's so many. Why was it a good idea? The pictures look sick, but it wasn't worth it. You never have to do it again, but it's good that you did it that one time. It happened. There's photo evidence. Yes, exactly. And it occurred. It was real. And you deepened your friendships. Friends that are willing to take rubber bands out of your braids are like, probably lifetime friend. Oh, my friend Jen at one point pulled out the scissors. She was like, we are cutting these out. We are not. Oh, I we, love were, her. we were trying to be dainty about them. No, no, no. And no. by hour three, mm-hmm. it was like chip chop. You know, yeah, if exactly. a braid goes, a braid goes. <laughs> we don't care anymore. That's amazing. I think my equivalent to that is maybe that one year for Halloween, me and two of my best friends decided to be characters from Aladdin. And you might be thinking, well, Alexis, surely you were the one female character Jasmine from Aladdin. No, no. <laughs> Okay. No. Why would I do that? I yep, was yep. the genie okay. and I painted my entire upper body in blue body paint. Of course, naturally. Yes. Third friend was Aladdin and then other friend was the magic carpet. It was wow. so fun. The pictures look hilarious. But literally when some of my other friends came over, they had to like help me paint my body because I couldn't reach my like back sure. or my back. And then getting this paint off of my skin, it took three days. And oh, I, I, believe I was it. like Googling all these different solutions and I was using like baby oil. I was using makeup wipes. It was, I had to sleep in a hoodie with the hood up because I didn't want to get paint. And I was like in full socks, like sweatpants, like sleeping in a protective case to protect my sheets. Wow. You got to commit to the bit, you know? Well, you're not blue anymore. So I consider that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yes, many years later it all it all worked out, but that was a time. Yeah, well, I mean, look, like you said, it's all about the bit, it's all about the story, mm-hmm. the memories. Yeah. We lean in because we should. Do you tend to commit to the bit? Like, is that story about going all in for Izu something that occurs a lot in your life? Well, when people ask me about starting my own company, I usually start there. I'm like, mm-hmm. I committed to the bit. Mm-hmm. There was no logical reason I should have started a company. Sure. But but I did because yeah. the bit was I believe this needs to exist. And I just had to lean into that. And two and a half years later, we're here. Here Maybe maybe too committed. (laughs) Maybe too committed. (laughs) We've gone too far. Exactly. Maybe a little too booked and busy. We'll see. Exactly. Has a piece of art, and that could be a song, it could be a book, it could be fine art, ever had a big impact on your life? I'm going to cheat when I answer this question. Please cheat. That's what feels right for the answer. Perfect. I come back to different texts by Mm. Black feminist writers Mm. that have followed me in every aspect of my life, whether it's Mm. work, relationships, myself, my future, dreaming, all of it. And there's sort of like a core group that I kind of continue to come back to. Some are more relevant one year over the next. And I consider them very much like, I don't know, like my source of truth. 
Yeah. It's a little like hokey and kind of extra, but Hmm. when I have a big question or even when I'm like flipping through it, I'm like, wait, how have I never read this sentence before? I definitely Mm. have. It just didn't resonate then is a thing that occurs. And I probably read, go through different texts spanning from like, or not spanning from, but I'd say throughout the year, maybe like, I'd say four to six times and they're all, they're all around my house. And so it's easy to pick up and like turn to a page or start over again. So that's my cheating answer. I love that answer. Why do you think that's cheating? I gave lots of answers for the one. Look, I think you're doing great. 10 out of 10 answer in my opinion. Are the books out and on display so that you can regularly access them quickly or are they tucked away somewhere that's harder to get to? So my house is full of books. You trip over Mm. them really. And so there is the more established library that one could say is where the books should be. Sure. But they're never there. There are books in the living room, in my bedroom, my office. Yeah. And depending on my day, they have moved from room to room if I've carried them around. So they're always at the ready, I would say. So you have a lot of books. I do, which every time I move, I am reminded by the cost. Yes. Moving them, schlepping them around. Do you send them, do you know what media mail is? Oh my God. Okay. Next time you have to move with your books, there is a lower cost postage option specifically for sending media. So books, papers, I think certain types of CDs might count depending on what the contents are. And I believe it was designed this way so that disseminating educational material could be less expensive. I think I'm very open okay. to fact checked on that. I like my that point theory. Is, and it has to be only books. It can't be like books in a mug. It has to be like mm-hmm. straight up. There are only books in this box. I think if I remember correctly, when, when I've done it in the past, I had to like show them and be like, it's books. You pay a much lower price per pound to ship them. Wow. If only I had known that Next time you move, keep this in mind because I have moved back and forth across the country a couple times and hot damn, it adds up. So I've only moved in, in New York. So I don't know if that would work for this, but I am willing to look into it the next time just yeah, in for case. Sure. Because 100%. the last time I moved, the movers were like, why do you have so many books? We don't want to carry these. <laughs> the cost, sure. nobody wanted to pay that. I have committed to potentially not moving ever again due to the Ugh, strain boy, do I feel the books that. cost me. Okay, well, I'm going to, as follow-up, I'll send you more info about Media Mail, and then Please I'll do. send you a photo of me as the genie from Halloween. So Amazing. Two, two equally important follow-up items. Things anyway, I absolutely want to say. you're listening to Media Mail Talk. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Super <laughs> excited to have you. You have a lot of books. Tell me what you think about this. I decided that aesthetically, I liked the idea of having my books in a big, tall stack right on the floor. And so I have two book towers of just books. They're about, I'm looking at them right now. They're about four feet high of just books in like a nice order that feels pretty stable. What do you think about that? Pretty stable is where I have pause. (laughs) I'm like, are they going to fall over? They haven't. Okay. So I like that. Yeah. That felt confident. Not that I know of anyway. I like the idea of a media tower or a book tower. Not Mm -hmm. me calling books media now. Do you feel like the books at the bottom you can't access? Yes. And I learned that recently when I wanted to access one. And what I had to do is take all the books off the top of it Mm. and then um, replace them. But that doesn't happen that often because I was moving them to my quick reference book section, which is much closer to me. Okay. So my Mm -hmm. issue is that my books are so spread out. I just can't find them. I'm like, which room? Which pile? You need to get like Dewey Decimal up in there. The thought did cross my mind oh my God, when I was like, should. I just <gasps> thought. Wait, that would be iconic to have the be. books in your house organized via the Dewey Decimal system. And I feel like that's something that I would do that people would be like, of course you did. It just, it feels brand aligned. This is not a joke. I would 
be thrilled to help you with that. If one okay. day you're like, I want to install. One day meaning tomorrow? What? Yes. <laughs> Are you free? First of all, I have a label maker. I don't know if that's Oh, I have a label maker. Okay. I was going to say like, I, I'm going to offer that, but she obviously also has one. Like, I don't even need to say that, but that would be so fun because I know how the Dewey Decimal System works, but like theoretically not in practice. How cool would that right. be? Yeah. And I have plenty of books in there in different categories. I have my art books. I have my tech mm. books. I have my fiction, nonfiction, probably get more granular huh, stress. There'd have to be some kind of system to look them up like digitally because like we would need to have like different locations in the house. So you're saying, I should build a platform so that I, I am for my own personal Dewey Decimal System book collection. Now that I'm saying the words, it does sound that that is what I'm saying. Is it a B2C platform where anyone can upload their own Dewey Decimal <laughs> System? <laughs> We're back in business. Oh, baby. That's idea number two. <laughs> Oh my God. This is a very profitable episode, man. The valuation is skyrocketing. If you're out of VC fund, you know how to contact us. You we're know around. where we're at. Yeah, we're we're around. We are in not just living room, installing the Dewey Decimal System. Exactly, in real but time. hurry because we are leaving for Freeport any minute, okay? Honestly, so you've or got to limit it. Greenport, Greenport. You got to get in now. Wow, that sounds amazing. Honestly, there are platforms we could probably use. We could like yeah, use yeah. repurpose Notion or Airtable or something like that. I love Notion. Big fan I of Notion. I love Notion. Okay, so maybe we'll do that. Well, we'll see what kind of offers we get for the seed sure. round. Sure, Let me come back. Oh, God. What a treat. What a dream to be alive. <laughs> Naj, what's the tiniest hill you're willing to die on? Like something inconsequential that you would really go to bat for? I think that garlic presses are an unnecessary item in anyone's kitchen. That might actually okay. be a big hill to me. But that's perfect. I will pull out notes on exactly why it is useless. So when you say a garlic press, let me first make sure I understand. We're talking about the handheld. The handheld one-use product. <laughs> yes, that one. You peel the cloves, you put them in like the head of the press, and then you mm -hmm. squeeze it together. It kind of looks like a can opener. And yep. then you get minced garlic. You get a little bit of minced garlic because most of it is stuck that's in correct. the tool. Yeah. Yep, okay. That one. So now that everybody's on the same page about what a garlic <laughs> press is, <laughs> please just give me a little taste. Give me, give me some insight here. Just give me some notes, some bullet points. Okay. So note one. Yes. Wasteful. Mm -hmm. You're wasting so much garlic. About okay. half of the garlic, the, cl the clove of garlic, it's stuck inside the press. So now you're scooping it out with some yep. sort of device. So now you've got yes. two devices for one thing. You've either <laughs> got correct. a knife, you've got forks, neither work right now. You've got your finger kind of yep. gross and your fingers yep. have garlic on them anyway, which was the whole point yes. of using the garlic press to avoid that. Yes. Thing two, it's one mm -hmm. use. You can only use it for garlic. Mm. I use garlic a lot. Yes. Oh, I had one. I committed to the bit of like, mm. I am going to be a home chef with my home tools. I spent more time cleaning and trying to get the garlic out of the press than if I had just taken the clove. Yeah and chopped it. So do you think that chopping the clove of garlic is a satisfying alternative to the garlic press? I think it gets you closer to what you were seeking, which is okay. garlic mm -hmm. chopped and you have to just <laughs> wipe a knife. Those are my thoughts. So do you do the back of knife smush and then chop? I do the shake the garlic in a jar. Really? Yep. And it takes the, the shell off. <gasps> what? You got to give it a <laughs> Wait. Some, some shaking. Okay. Do you have to cut the ends before you do it? Could. It really, I guess it maybe depends on like the the state of the garlic. I see. I but see. But traditionally, yeah. it doesn't take off mm. the, the, the closest peel to where yeah, you're getting, but you. that's sort of the edges it, it gets rid of. And then you take it out. I never knew that was an option. You smush it, then it fully comes out and then you just chop it. 
You've got what, two and a half minutes of work there? First of all, I fully support this hill and I think it's an incredible hill. And I don't use a garlic press for that reason. It just is like, who has the time? Welcome to this side. Yeah, exactly. But I will say that I do so knowing in my heart that it is not the same to chop it up into pieces as it is to get that nice minced texture. I agree. I think I'm also a meditation chopper. So I am specific in the fact that like once I'm chopping, I'm just Mm. like back to the whole committing to the bit thing. I'm like, this is going to be the best minced garlic anyone's ever seen in their whole lives. It's going to take me an incredibly long time to chop it. I feel like rarely I need to get it that minced. Okay. Maybe there's pushback on that, right? Like maybe it's like, well, if you just use your garlic press, you wouldn't have yeah. to worry about getting yep. it that mince, which I, I received that, that feedback, but you know, it's worked so far. Yeah. And we can agree that like the critiques are valid. The other side here does have a point. It's not that it's a completely unfounded argument. It's just that it's, this is not, it's not correct. Yes. It's wrong, but it's wrong. They can have it. It's it's wrong. Exactly. It's wrong, but it's not like irrational. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Do you want to know how my mom solves this problem? <laughs> I do. Okay. It is literally, it is, <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you're going to think about this. Okay. So my mom, first of all, she buys garlic already peeled. So it's peeled mm-hmm. in the bag, which I don't mind that. I think that that's a nice time saver. Um, it's pretty convenient, whatever. She uses a meat tenderizer. And she puts the cloves of garlic on a cutting board and she smacks the living bejesus out of it. (laughs) And it is so loud that I will go, "Ah!" and like, not even know. I'm like, it's so scary to the point that now when she does it, she goes, I'm whacking the garlic. And then she does it because I need a warning. It is that scary. I'm like, you need to meditate. Like what is going on? (laughs) Maybe she is meditating. That's her meditation. I think is freaking meat tenderizing these garlic cloves. I'm going to try it. It feels like it gets close to solving the problem. It's very flat. Yeah. Which I think generally if you're mixing in something like you kind of want it flat. I think that it gets you a little bit closer to the minced texture, but then you do have to do some chopping just so that it's, it's not too PC. Like you don't want just like big flat cloves of garlic. Yes. <laughs> Unless you do, in which case Unless we have a new do. way for you to do it. And, and exactly. That one's for you. Yes. <laughs> Courtesy of my mom and her scary, scary garlic mincing strategy. Thank you, Alexis's mom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. I love that hill so much. I'm definitely going to think of you next time I'm <laughs> dealing with garlic. Every time my friends will text me, they're like, you're right. I'm like, I know. That's a great text to get. Honestly, friends of mine out there, feel free to text me. I'm right. Anytime. Literally, it's, it's, anytime. A, it's a good, it just makes my day a little bit happier, mm. sunnier, shinier. Exactly. Right. Naj, do you believe in ghosts? Yes, I do. Ooh, here we go. Okay, tell me what that means to you. So I believe in spirits. Mm-hmm. I don't call them ghosts because okay. ghosts can either feel like Casper, who is friendly, yeah. sure, or scary, haunted house, which I don't love. Mm-hmm. More so presence, a presence, yeah. presences. Yeah. Yep. I believe in that. Have you ever felt like you were in the presence of a presence? So I have this whole thing where I'm like, did this happen to me or did I read it on Reddit? (laughs) Thing that happened in my teenagehood. Okay. I'm going to give that preface. Yeah. Yeah. So if this sounds like it actually happened to you, let us know. (laughs) This might be your story and I may have read it and or you told me, but it involves being in a car and feeling like a presence in which someone in the car responded to something the presence shared. Mm. And then that thing occurred. 
What? I can tell you a story in detail, but again, I'm like, did I just really take on the story or was I there? <laughs> and the one person who who can confirm this is my brother who did say this happened. Okay. You know how when you're a child, I was maybe yeah. like 11. Since then, I may have potentially added more onto the story than what actually sure. occurred. It's, it's so evolved. There's, there's that. It's gotten Oscar level <laughs> in terms of details. I'm Perfect. like, but then was that person old enough to drive in the story? Like, <laughs> There's some fact checking that definite could go fact into checking, it. But it feels true to me in my heart. And that's kind of all okay. that matters in terms yeah, of whether exactly. or not I believe in spirits. Perfect. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. How old were you when that occurred? I was 11. I was in fifth grade. Okay. So for a long time, you sort of believed in the idea of like presences. I believed that to be true. So yes, Mm -hmm. I would say. I would say so. I think that's where I'm at, potentially. I am not a believer in the, well, I don't understand it, so it must not exist mentality. Agreed. I am on that. I am on that side. So for that reason, it seems like certainly there's something going on. If this has been a universal human feeling perspective, that there Mm -hmm. is some kind of energy, spirits, afterlife, presence, whatever it is, that it's like something's probably happening, but I don't know what that is. And I certainly don't understand how it works, but that doesn't mean that it isn't out there. Agreed. Or we're all kind of out of our minds. Either I'm super aligned to be a part of each either group. I also, don't know if you've ever seen the Reddit threads around scary things that small children have said. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. I literally, no joke, just got chills hearing you say that. I don't know if I have the stamina to read that thread. Please send it to me as soon as possible. Oh, boy. It's like every every couple of years, it renews itself on, on Reddit. And every year, I read it in full context, like from first comment to oh comment 2,337. And it just gives you the like, hmm. And why would this four-year-old who knows what grandma looks like when grandma died 10 years ago and can give, it just, it starts to make you feel funny is all I'm saying. I don't feel good after reading this. Yeah, I don't feel good right now. (laughs) But then I'm like valid in terms of like, Presence. Presences, they're out there. 100%. You know, I actually, Anne Ramondi, who came on the show a few weeks ago, when I asked her that question, she shared what sounds like it could be a story on that thread that her son basically was like waving to someone outside the window. Oh, and no. she asked who he was waving to. And he no, was no, like, no. Oh, I was just waving to grandpa. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep, like yep. Th- those kinds of stories. And it's like, oh, I've been talking to grandma for days. And it's like, Ooh. how, why? Mm-hmm. And knowing specific facts that like, there's no way they mm-hmm. could have known it. Mm-hmm. That's chill. I'm chill with it. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. I'm super down and extremely cool. I meant to follow up on this. You you mentioned that you're in Aries a couple times and you mentioned spirits and things like that. Are you, uh, do you, <laughs> you're laughing. <laughs> that's, that's just part of who I am now. I was, yeah, I was going to ask, like, is astrology a big part of your belief system? or does it guide in any of your decision-making? It's not, and it doesn't, but it's funny because <laughs> as someone who's part of the queer community, it is a huge core part of who a person is. Oh, really? And so I'm often like asked, like, what's your, mm-hmm. what's your rising? What's your mm-hmm. moon? And I'm like, yeah. um, I have it on a notes app. Give me a second oh to like God. pull up. Um, and people are like, horrified. They're like, you don't know. I'm like, what time are you born? I'm like, um, let me text my mom. Like, I don't know. And so I have a lot of shame in how little I care and mm-hmm. how little I know. Yeah. So it's not, it's really not something that shapes any more than people are like, oh, what's sign here? I'm like, I'm an Aries. And they're like, oh, yep. And I'm like, uh-huh. 
Yes. But I don't know what that means. No oh, idea. I, that's so funny. Yeah. That's great. Wow. That's such a fun way to get involved in astrology. Yeah. Forced. Yeah, exactly. To be forced into I'm it. like, okay, okay, I'll download pattern. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, which one, which one is it? Is it this pattern? I don't know. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's so good. Naj, we're gonna take a really quick break and then we'll be right back. This episode of Non-Technical is still brought to you by Bets Recruiting. Okay, real talk. We all know someone who's been complaining about their job for the last three months, but doesn't seem to be doing anything about it. And sure, maybe at times we've all been that person too. On the one hand, I get it, because even after you found an open role that feels like a fit, figuring out the right place to submit your resume can be a huge mountain to climb. But on the other hand, there are so many tools today to make that climb feel more like a pleasant, non-inclined walk, like bets. So if you, or your friend, are a high-performing professional looking for your next opportunity, it's time to become a Bets Connect community member. Apply to join Bets' exclusive network, and if you're accepted, tech startups will reach out to you. You decide who to talk to. You decide your path. So next time your disgruntled friend starts a conversation with, you're not going to believe what happened on Slack today. Maybe find a way to bring up Bets. Or hey, maybe send in this episode of Non-Technical, huh? Ah, subtlety. Apply now for your exclusive lifetime membership at betsrecruiting.com slash non-technical. And we're back with Naj Austin, the founder and CEO of Somewhere Good. Naj Austin, we've arrived at a very exciting moment in this episode of Non-Technical. Are you ready? I am ready. Love that. We've arrived at the lightning round. Woo! an air horn. I've never done that before and I have no idea why I did it today. I brought it out in you. Exactly. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Me too. How do you take it? Black. Me too. Uh, have you yeah. always? Or did that evolve? It must have evolved, I'm assuming, yeah. but it's been that. It's been my order for years yeah. at this point. Me too, but mine evolved from legitimately half and half and simple syrup. Oh. Yeah, huh. it's been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much. iOS or Android? iOS. Yeah. I say with like, huh? I know. I heard that. There was heaviness in your heart, but it felt yeah. like truth. Every time I look at my brother's camera for his Android, I have a moment, but you yeah. know, we're here. I do now. I do. Do you have a favorite board game? Who am I playing with? Mm, great question. It changes. It does. Okay. With my family, we're big on sorry, mainly so we can scream really? sorry in each other's faces. Okay. <laughs> Monopoly, same thing. There's a lot yep. of competitive sort of buildup yep. over the last yep. 30 years. If I'm playing with friends, I'll play like uh, an apples to apples, you know, okay. we'll keep it friendly, keep it light. less sure. competitive. Are you competitive? Absolutely. Really? Even in board games? Oh, I'm competitive with everything. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm like, name something like first person in the door. I'm like, excuse me, we're not racing, but to be first. That's amazing. Yeah. Have you ever read a book twice? In full, no, but I will come mm -hmm. back to books, start them, yeah. maybe go to the middle, but I've never fully sure. beginning to end read a book twice. <laughs> Would love if you didn't say twice. <laughs> I've started books and then I'll go right to the middle, but I've never read a book. <laughs> I've, I've seen them before. <laughs> oh my God, that's so good. Do you have yeah. a pump up song? Ooh, yes, but I am blanking. It's probably something like Beyonce, like run the world. I know that's so basic, but it really just gets me going. I really support basic answers, basic in quotes. I I say, hell yeah, live your truth. If that's a song, yeah. it's a song. Doesn't matter. It's the first one that comes to mind, right? I'm like, I'm, I need to get in a good mood. What am I putting yeah. on? And I don't yeah. think about it. Yeah. Beyonce. 
Perfect. Final question for you, Naj, which is sad because it means that our time together for today oh, until no. we install the Dewey Decimal System into your home. Exactly. Tomorrow. Slash visit Greenport. Exactly. Tomorrow, 2 p.m. Is coming to an end. What would you title your memoir? I've actually thought about this before, not in context of like starting with the memoir, but coming upon some sort of phrase. And I'm like, that would be perfect mm. for my memoir. It's always rooted in me being a middle child. I think so much of okay. it speaks to who I am, how I think about yes. the world. And yes competitive all of it it really yeah. comes back to being third out of five mm-hmm. yeah um so i will pass this back to our audience mm. <laughs> someone think of a title for me it has to yeah. really sit with the whole like middle child anxiety need to be the best but also keep peace and include the word wow. middle child okay that is my ask what about just middle child i love a pun okay it does feel like a memoir or autobiography like it requires a pun i don't know why it feels like that. Nodge in the middle. <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> I'm thinking something with the number three because you were third. Okay. You know? Okay. But I don't like, know what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, we can talk about it when we're doing the Dewey Decimal System and Perfect. raising for our seed round. <laughs> <laughs> we have so much to do. <laughs> yes, we are busy. Booked and busy. Minutes, Here we go. I love it. Naj, thank you so much for joining me on Non-Technical. Where can people find more about you? People can find me on Twitter. My handle is Naj Mahal, and you can follow Somewhere Good at Somewhere Good on Twitter. Absolutely. And you can find me at Yay Alexis Gay on Twitter and Instagram or at Non Technical Pod on Twitter. Naj, what a delight. Thank you so much. I love this. I am me so too. down to come back. You just let me know. Woo! Okay, talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 